Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Elon Musk is well known for his company, SpaceX. But while he can send a rocket into outer space, he's having a harder time back here on Earth with his other business, Tesla, the electric car company. There have been ongoing struggles to manufacture the Model 3, a more affordable sedan. And there are fights with investors who are betting against the company. So Musk took to Twitter and announced that he had a plan to sort it all out. Sort of. Public trade of Tesla stock halted today after the company's CEO, Elon Musk, tweeted that he was considering taking Tesla private. Investors reeling the minute that that hit the tape. Would be the biggest leverage buyout in history. This could create serious difficulties for Musk, the company, investors. We have not seen any kind of real proposal from Elon Musk about his go private plan and who the funders are. What followed were three weeks of reports about possible investor deals and last minute board meetings. And then just as abruptly on Twitter, Musk dropped the plan altogether. So what is happening at Tesla? With me are two reporters who follow the company and its CEO, Lynette Lopez, senior finance correspondent at Business Insider, and Dan Primack, business editor at Axios. Dan, what exactly happened? So, I mean, in short, Elon said he had interest in taking the company private. He said specifically a price, which is $420 a share, which was way more than it was trading at the time. And most importantly, he said, quote unquote, he had funding secured, which was incredibly important because everybody then took that to the bank. Well, if he's got funding secured, he could actually take his company private. But he didn't have the funding secured. Uh, The deal never ultimately happened. And and where we are right now with Tesla is kind of everybody waiting for the repercussions of that or the consequences of that legally speaking, both the Securities and Exchange Commission, the, those federal regulators, and secondarily, because there's going, there already are a bunch of private lawsuits from short sellers, people who bet against the stock, who thinks he manipulated it. And you could see further lawsuits from folks who are holders of Tesla saying all of this has driven the stock down. It's now below $300 a share. Lynette, why did he want to take the company private? Elon has never been profitable annually for, uh, at this company. His detractors were starting to gain ground with the rest of Wall Street. People were starting to believe, hey, maybe this guy is never going to be profitable. He set a goal to make 5,000 Model 3s a week uh, by the end of July. And it seems like he maybe attained that once, but now production has been flailing. People are starting to lose faith in Elon. Going private was a way for him to change the narrative, and it definitely backfired. Dan, both of you have been talking about the short sellers. These are Mm -hmm. investors who bet that the stock is going to go down because they're basically betting against how the company is operating. Is there any truth to what Musk says that they're just trying to sabotage him? I don't think there's truth that they're trying to sabotage him in, in the sense of, you know, look, a lot of Elon's bad PR, he brings on himself. And the, the buyout is a pretty good example of that. He could have done everything he actually did, which was explore taking the company private, speak to potential investors, try to put together a deal, and then ultimately decide not to do a deal because it was too complicated. He could have probably done all that with nobody finding out, and it wouldn't have impacted the stock. It wouldn't have made it look like, you know, the company was a chicken with its head cut off, but he did didn't. You know, he creates a lot of his own problems. If the short sellers are hurting him at all, they're just kind of piling on a bit. They're not the nub of the problem. Lynette, you heard Dan talking there. What are we to make of Musk's recent behavior? What, what's the takeaway from it? As an investor, you have to be wondering, why can't this guy put down Twitter? Why can't he just control himself? It's definitely been very erratic, and the takeaway is that he is focused not on making cars, but on settling scores and yelling at people on Twitter and 
what I guess he thinks is correcting the narrative about himself. And a, he tends not to attack people based on the merits of what they're saying. He tends to attack them personally. It seems he takes things very personally and that he's not focused on making Tesla better. If the short sellers bother him so much and he thinks they're so intrusive in the company, how would he feel about private equity investors? How would he feel about those private investors who tend to be more controlling and tend to exert more influence at a private company? That it might have even been worse yeah. if he had become a private if company. If that's versus your new a- daddy, it's not going to be fun. Well, Dan, with all this back and forth, you know, public company, private company, and you touched on this a little bit, what might be some of the consequences, whether it's from the government or from shareholders or people who want to buy a car? Well, look, the government, I think, is going to find that, that he said something factually untrue, that was materially untrue, and I think they'll find that because that's exactly what happened. And, and again, a lot of his defenders will say, oh, well, you know, he didn't really understand or he didn't realize the ramifications. Even if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt that this was, you know, a, a late-night tweet, he didn't correct it for, I think it was six days. And in that six-day period, lots of reporters, including me and others, kept writing, this doesn't make sense. We can't find the investors. There are no investors. And he, and he had to have heard that, and he didn't do anything about it. So I think the SEC is going to do something. The real question is, is it going to be a wrist slap, you know, a small little fine, go on your way, or are they really going to come down on them? And then in civil court, it's probably where he and Tesla have their bigger problem because they could have some very big liability for investor losses that were tied to a tweet that was factually incorrect and which was essentially the material statement of the CEO of a public company. For both of you, Musk has often been very critical of reporters who criticize him, uh, that he goes on social media. Uh, Lynette, I know that he has attacked you on social media. Uh, What do you make of that issue and, and how do you guys respond? Lynette? You know, you just have to continue doing the work. Uh, Tesla itself has not been able to discredit my reporting at all. Um, It just seems that he likes to attack people's motivations. Um, He has attacked me for allegedly (laughs) and baselessly for taking money from a short seller that's been um, in in vocal about the company. So it just seems that he would rather attack reporters personally rather than on the merits of their stories. And that's uh, generally a red flag on Wall Street. Dan? Yeah, I, I would, unless you believe that truly and have evidence that a reporter's done written something that's factually wrong, and if that's the case, then argue on the facts, and and you can certainly do that on social media, and you have a right to. But if you're simply you know criticizing reporters on social media, and if you are implying things or even claiming things that you either know are untrue or have no basis for, what you're really doing is punching down, and you're making yourself look you know look bad, and you're reflecting poorly on your company, which really is supposed to be in the business of making cars, and every time you do it, what it says to the market is the CEO is focused on something else. Bottom line to me with Musk is make the cars, right? Like the, whether the short exactly. people who are short or long the stock, you know, the, the proof is ultimately, can he make the cars and can he get closer to profitability? If he does that, then the short sellers don't matter. They'll be wrong. If he fails to do that, then they'll be right. And, and all the rest of the social media stuff is just noise around it. Dan Primek is a business editor at Axios and Lynette Lopez is a senior finance correspondent at Business Insider. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. 